Next on BYU Sports Nation, it's all talky-talky until you go out there and walkie the walkie. Why defensive lineman Sione Takitaki is earning national attention. Green Bay Packers rookie running back Jamal Williams will join us live from training camp. What he's doing to earn first team's reps with the Packers. Plus the top 10 receivers BYU will defend this year and linebacker Butch Powell on which teammate he likes to hit the most. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We're live. It's a Thursday. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. August 3rd, as we continue with Football Month. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with youth dating expert Jerem Jordan. Apparently. I helped talk to some... A girls camp yesterday in my stake. That's why I was gone. <laughs> I'm up in the mountains past Schofield just hanging out. But it was fun. It was fun to just lend some service. Yeah, well, mobile devices have changed the dating game for young ones. Yeah. Remember when we had to call on a landline? <gasps> yes. Ancient times, right? Yes. And then someone in your house could pick up another phone quietly. Get off the phone! And listen. So you could do that to your siblings or whatever, or your parents. And then you hear this. <sighs> <laughs> Who's on this? Yeah. Three, I, rem- I remember way calling was a game changer. Right. Hold, hold on. Click. Hey, they're on the other one. What should I say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, then hold on. Could, hold on. You Wait. Who a, am I talking to? You could have them listen in, too. Like, like we would develop these schemes. Like, do you, do you think she likes me? I don't know. I'll call her and ask her about you while you just listen in. Things from the 90s. Yeah. See, again, that feels like forever ago. It, it was. It was. No, really, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, that no, long ago. No, literally, it was like 20 years plus ago. That's <laughs> a long time ago. That's not that long. 20 years isn't that long? No. It's not, Jerem. It's not. <laughs> you, 20 I'm holding years. on to the past, baby. <laughs> hey, one of my favorite pictures from yesterday, thanks to increased social media, and uh, the expanse of technology. Taysom Hill wearing number eight for the Green Bay Packers in a red jersey. Number eight in the NFL in a red jersey. It just looked pretty cool. I think it looks terrible. Why? Because it's red. Stop it. It's in the NFL. That doesn't apply in the NFL. It's terrible. Oh, really? So Steve Young's Danny number eight was awful? Awful. Daniel Sorensen. Get out of here. Get get out of here, man. All of this blue is amazing. At at college level, yes. Ain't no red in heaven. We up in the blue sky, (laughs) baby. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, now that we've got the dating talk and uh, the red and blue conversation rolling, time for some headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football in practice number seven today. BYU Photo Day did not disappoint. Check out our Facebook live page. A half an hour behind the scenes with the likes of Micah Simon and Jonah Trinneman. Handsome Tanyelu. Why in the world does he have that little blonde tail? That's a great question. He answers that question during our Facebook live. I was up in the mountains. No service. It's very interesting. Uh, almost 60,000 of you have enjoyed those videos through five days. Head coach Kalani Satake says he likes the consistent energy he's witnessing through one week of practice. The guys are very aggressive and they're physical, uh, especially the line of scrimmage. So I was really happy with that and, and um, 
had to tell your guys to slow it down and not hit so much. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing for a coach to do, you know. So uh, I was really pleased with the, with the, the aggressive that they practiced in yesterday being in full pads. Quarterback Tanner Mangum added this about the development of the largely game inexperienced wide receivers. These guys are athletes. These guys are ballers. And um, they're, they're stepping up and making plays already. So it's, uh, it's exciting, you know, for them to step up, take on a bigger role. Some of these guys, you know, played a little bit last year, but now they're going to be playing a lot this year. So it's exciting for them. And, uh, you know, I'm not too worried about it. I'm, I'm feeling really, really excited about what's, uh, what's coming for us. Head ball coach likes the consistent energy and aggression. The quarterback likes what he's seeing from the guys he's slinging the ball to. Who are the top 10 receivers BYU will have to defend this year? Jerem has a new 10-10 and 10 coming up in about 35 minutes. Jamal Williams continues to impress Packers training camp as he is taking first-team reps. Offense coordinator Edgar Bennett said Williams has earned the spot because, quote, he's a capable and a willing pass protector. Bennett also praised Williams, saying he is clearly ahead of the other rookie running backs, including Devontae Mays from Utah State. Just want to throw that in there. Hey! In both knowing his assignment and physical, uh, physically blocking, and his continued proficiency as a blocker should guarantee he'll be first in line for reps behind starter Ty Montgomery. Jamal Williams will join us from Packers training camp coming up in the next segment. Remember Edgar Bennett when he ran for 100-plus yards against BYU in a win in the Pigskin Classic in 1991 for Florida State? Yeah. No, I don't. That well, now he's really... the Packers offensive coordinator. Nice pull there. <laughs> so random. I love it. Harvey Longy getting attention on day six of New England Patriots training camp. According to NESN, the biggest takeaway Nesson. involved the use of two rookies, one of which is Harvey Longy, who played a hybrid role throughout practice. Bill Belichick and the Patriots continue to experiment with the undrafted yet pretty well-paid free agent. And BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo has been reappointed to the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament Committee for the 2017-18 season. And he was one of the guests, including yourself, with Chad Lewis, on Behind the Mic, the inaugural show last night with Gregor Bell on BYU Radio. And yesterday, Tom Homo had this to say about the state of BYU athletics. Right now, Independence, WCC, it's working for us. Um, are there bigger things on the horizon? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, baby. And I think that's a reason to rise and shout. Time for What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Taki Taki Talk. Sione Taki Taki is back. Heralded defensive lineman, back after sitting out a year, understandably happy, feeling blessed, not wanting to take things for granted after he had to watch his teammates from the couch last year, knowing that he could have helped his team. He is ready for big things. To quote him, going through that time was kind of rough. I always kept my spirit up. I always knew this was just another bump in the road. I was always going to find a way. Coming in as a freshman to now, it's night and day. You take a lot of stuff for granted. It's good to have him back. It really is. I, I said the other day, I think he could be the front runner for BY, the leader in sacks this season, and he is a tremendous weapon in the pass rush. Sione Takitaki feeling good not only about his personal situation, but the opening arms that his brethren on the BYU football team have offered to him. Listen to this. Uh, working with the guys since January, you know, all the guys that are uh, on the D-line, you know, Corbin, Trajan, those guys, I've been with them uh, in the film room and doing all that stuff. So I feel like I got it all. You can imagine that not only are his teammates noticing what he's doing on the field through one week of training camp practice, 
But his head ball coach has also noticed what Sione Takitaki brings to the defensive line. Good pass rusher. I think, I think that's a given, you know. But um, he's actually he's got he's really smart. He understands the game and he loves it. And so I think the uh, the absence has made it even stronger. Jerem, you have mentioned a few times that Kalani Satake and Elisa Tuiaki have specialized in oh. getting high-level defensive linemen. And Takitaki was already here, but they're bringing those guys in now. Not only six, like being successful at the collegiate level, but then going on to nice professional careers. They cater to that demographic, getting guys, training them, uh, coaching them up, and getting to the next level. Sione yeah. Takitaki feels like that mold, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see what he can do when he comes back. Um, and he's a junior, and this is great. Um, but you're right. It's the specialty of the head ball coach and now the defensive line coach, Elias Tuiaki, who's also the defensive coordinator. They do this. And in an article uh, written by uh, a guy for the Associated Press, it says in there that Takitaki's goals have double-digit sacks. Whoa. Now, is that crazy or not? That brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yeah, it's crazy. Two BYU players have had 10-plus sacks in a season since 2009. Last eight years. Just two guys. Listen to these two guys. Bronson Kafusi, 11 in 2015. Kyle Vanoy, 13 in 2012. Ah, uh, yes. So, the premier defensive draft picks. So if you can do that, you're a day two NFL draft pick. What? I think Sione Takitaki could have 10-plus in this season. I actually don't think it's that crazy. But it is, it's a little crazy given the trend historically. But, I, but he could do it, especially that bat, the back six games where it's a little slower for BYU. I think that's where you could rack up. Which is why I feel like these ambitious numbers that we've been talking about, whether on the offensive side of the ball or on the defensive side of the ball, all of those are within reach and the extra game. The extra game helps. Like 4,000 for Tanner, I don't see it. But 10 for Sione Takitaki, I could see this. He had three and a half in six games, so he was pacing for, I guess, close to eight his sophomore season. It's interesting to talk to the quarterbacks that play for BYU, all five of them, notably Tanner Mangum, on what it's like to play against Sione Takitaki in practice. He's a beast. You know, Sione is, is uh, he's excited to be back, so he's kind of taken full advantage of, uh, you know, this opportunity to play. And, and you, you, know, you watch the film, every single play, he's, he's in there causing trouble, wreaking havoc. Yeah, he's he's quick. Got a really quick first step, and uh, he makes it tough on our O line. You know, he's he's a tough guy to guard. Wreaking havoc, helping that havoc rate that we have discussed this off season. Sione Takitaki wants double digit sacks this season from the defensive line. Hey, linebackers get a lot of the attention, understandably, but can Sione become that guy? Our Twitter question today, Jerem, deals. With that sack number. Who will lead BYU football in sacks in 2017? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Fred, uh, at Kiwi Jackman. Fred Warner's got my vote for quantity of sacks, but when it comes to lasting effects from getting squashed, ain't no weight like Mo. Fred Warner had one and a half sacks last year. For that guy, that is way too low. He's got to be in the five-plus range this year, I think. Yeah, he does a lot of other things really well, like pass coverage. All Takitaki is doing is rushing like Fred Warner is not always getting at the quarterback and by the way the coaches poll for the preseason college football poll just came out oh snap next segment will tell you where be where's Wisconsin LSU did Utah sneak in mm. to the top 25 is Boise State in there we'll tell Mississippi State we'll tell you the polls are out poll a poll a poll is out
It's a glorious day. More of your tweets coming up on who's going to lead in sacks. Jamal Williams from Green Bay joins us next. What's he doing to earn first team reps? What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And don't you forget it. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation nationally simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation on Twitter is happening as it does every day. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join with the 19,000-plus of you and follow at BYU Sports Nation. Last night, Behind the Mic debuted on BYU Radio, in case you missed it, with Greg Rubel. Uh, you can catch it on demand on uh, the podcast, uh, where podcasts are found anywhere. And then uh, the BYU Radio app, BYURadio.org as well. The Associated Press will release their top 25 poll in a few weeks. Writers, yes. The coaches, however... Coaches they're coaching have already voted. Apparently voting. So here we go. Coaches poll came out just moments ago. Where do BYU's not in it, but they're 17 out. So uh, BYU yes. is the 42nd ranked team in the coaches poll, said yeah, no one. Because they, they ranked the top 42, right? Number 10, Wisconsin. Number 12, LSU. Utah at 25. Boise State out. Mississippi State out. BYU out as well. Those are go. the Furious Five all in. The top 40. How about that? Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Green Bay Packers fourth-round draft pick and BYU's all-time leading rusher, Jamal Williams. Jamal, welcome back to the show, man. What's up, brother? What's cracking, my vanilla bros? You guys good? <laughs> hey, it's good to talk to you, man. Good to hear your voice. And uh, we're excited to uh, read on a day-to-day basis about your progress with the Packers. I want to open with this, though. How do you pick the bike you're going to use to ride to practice each day? Well, well, my first day, it was kind of hard because this little girl with a pink bike looking at me all happy with the cute eyes. You know those eyes from uh, Puss in Boots? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <eyes>. yes. <laughs> I was like, dang, I got to ride this little bike. But it was, it was good, though. I rode that bike. But now I try to get bikes that I can actually put my feet on the pedals. So it won't be as much of a long, uh, <laughs> long little ride there. Where's Jamal? He's late to practice. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like right now as you're in the NFL, you're getting a paycheck, you're working hard. What, what's this experience like for you so far? Uh, it's just, you know, everything that you've been dreaming of when you was little. But you, once you get here, it's just a little different. You just know it's business and it's a job now. But at the same time, you just got to love what you're doing and, really just have a passion for it. But I'm just loving every minute of it my first time, just experiencing everything, and I just want to just take it all in stride and just have fun with it. Talking with Jamal Williams, joining us live from Green Bay, Wisconsin. What has been the most eye-opening welcome to the NFL experience that you've had thus far? Hmm. I don't know yet. I think I still got a little bit more to go. But right now I think it's just you wake up and it's football. All day. It was really like a nine-to-five job. <laughs> but you start at six, six to six to eight o'clock at night, you know? <laughs> you just having fun with it. But it's just every, all it is is just football, football, football now. No more classes, none, none of that. But, you know, what, can you, what else can you ask for? All I got is 24-7 football now. Your offensive coordinator, Edgar Bennett, had some nice things to say about you, especially yesterday. You're getting some first-team reps. How do you feel you're doing in training camp so far? I think I'm doing pretty good. I feel like every day is just, you know, come out with a new thing to work on and uh, 
just try to get uh, good habits to go into the game. And so that's really what you really want to just work on, just make sure that you have good traits, good discipline, character traits that you can put into the game. And that's really what I've been working on, just really just making sure that I'm ready for the game and ready to do whatever I can to help uh, help us win. What's your interaction like with your former BYU teammates, Taysom Hill and Colby Pearson in training camp? Oh, you know, it's all good. It's great. You know, people just – to be like, oh, we got three BYU kids here. You know what I mean? Three <laughs> BYU. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's great to have Kobe here and Taysom here. You know, two people I'm really familiar with and great to have. And, you know, we just really just keep pushing each other, working hard. And um, just, I'm, I'm very proud of what we're doing now. But every day we're just making sure that we all together, we all working hard to make the team. I enjoyed watching the EA Sports Madden NFL video that you were in uh, where they had you guess your rating on different categories of skill. You were excited about your agility score. You were dancing. But then you gave what you called uh, some dookie emojis (laughs) to the overall score. How would you assess the Madden rating of 72 overall for you, Jamal? It ain't bad. I ain't gonna lie. It ain't bad. I for sure thought they was gonna do me even more dirty and give me like a a sixty six or something. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy two ain't bad, you know, coming in, but you know that it's gonna go, it's gonna keep rising every year, every second, every game. It's gonna keep rising. Seventy two, not a bad start. Just for the record, that's one higher than Kyle Van Noy right now, Jamal. So you have that to your credit. Oh snap! One higher than the great Kyle Van Noy, the KVN. <laughs> <laughs> you outrate Kyle Van Noy, so uh, you can use that how you want with him. <laughs> I'm going to tell him, too. I'm going to text him today. <laughs> he's going to send you a picture of uh, his uh, Super Bowl ring, probably. <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> Jamal Williams with us from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, fun to catch up with him on what's going on in Packers camp right now. Which teammates – have become your mentors in learning the ins and outs of the Green Bay Packers? Uh, I really think I just keep talking to a lot of people. I, I really talked to Lance Kendrick, uh, Martellus Bennett, uh, Ty, Aaron Rakowski, um, Kenny Clark, because we from the same spot, from the IE. So it's always good talking to him about things. So, I mean, everybody here is really just, really just open arms and they really want to help out as long you know, ask questions, do whatever you can to, so they can uh, teach you. But really it is, it's just everybody's just great here. Everybody just want everybody to do good. And we really just want to have a great team and have a great season. I know you want to blend in and you want to be cool, but was there a moment where you caught a pass from Aaron Rodgers and you were like, oh, my gosh, that was Aaron Rodgers. He just threw a pass to me. And luckily I didn't drop it. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I think when I first got here, like, I was low-key like, yeah, that's Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, because he, he was asking questions, especially when you, like, line up beside of him, you got to, like, tell him what your assignment is. And he was like, what you got here? And I and I told him, and I called him sir at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> he, was like, he was like, what's your route? And I was like, I got a swing, sir. And, uh, and I was like, I thought about it. I was like, I just called this man sir. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but now it's, it's more of um, – now I could just ask him questions, and if I have anything about the offense, he, you know, he's willing to answer them because he want to make sure that all of us are on the same page and everybody on the field knows what they're doing so we can all go 100% and just have fun out there. Well, according to your offensive coordinator, Edgar Bennett, you are 
performing pretty well and understanding the offense and where you're supposed to be and which blocks you're supposed to pick up in pass protection. What kind of a role do you expect to play in your rookie season, Jamal? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to get on the field wherever I can and do whatever I can to get on there and, you know, just once I have my ch- my chances, you know, just make the opportunities count. And so, you know, once I get my opportunities, that's when I show what I can do and just to let them know, you know, I pay attention and I'm doing whatever I can, working hard to get on the field and, and be part of this Packers team to help us win the Super Bowl. How many times are you lined up with Taysom Hill at quarterback and Colby Pearson on the field, like the three of you together? Mm, it's happened before. It happened a couple of times. But, you know, uh, Taysom, he he be letting them go, especially with Kobe. He let, he let at least like five of them go that I see. Every time I see him throw a deep, it's for sure going to Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get him on the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How has the Packers community embraced you? Because I feel like there are some, I don't know, kind of cohesive attributes that the BYU fan base and the Green Bay Packer fan base share. So what what has that been like as you've been embraced by the Packers fans? Um, Packer fans everywhere, just like BYU fans are. Uh, Packer fans are, you know, like once they know that you care and you're kind to them, it goes a long way with them and, you know, taking time out your time to sign anything for them and do things like that it goes a long way and they really do see that and you know uh green bay is really a small town it's really sociable so everybody almost pretty much know everybody so you do things like that you know people will notice and even people who haven't who didn't even see it would know about it so you just pretty much just be you know be kind to them everybody's all kind out here they all they really want to do is just just admire you and just say, you know, good luck, and we're just proud to have you as a Packer. So, but I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be on a great team with uh, uh, players who know how to win and players who are very good at being professional. So I have good people to look at, um, great role models to to watch and just learn from them. Have you located the uh, local skating rink in Green Bay? Not yet. I'll probably do it at the trading camp. At the trading camp, then I'll start, you know, going out and looking for stuff. <laughs> and you you opened up a website, Jay Swag Daddy, you know, for your brand. Marcus Allen requested some on, on Twitter, the NFL Hall of Famer, the Pro Football Hall of Famer. Did you hook him up? Oh, for real? I'm going to get everything. You know, you get to – I'm going to start uh, promoting. I don't like doing it, but, you know, go to Jay Swag Daddy jswagdaddy.com. Go ahead and get your little phone case, pillows, some shirts, you know, <laughs> Darren Smith. You going to support your boy? Absolutely. You, you know we're like all that. over that. Absolutely, you know, I'm gonna have, man. I'm going to have to make a, a special edition it's called the Vanilla Men and put y'all faces on there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we need this stuff for Studio B. Jamal, uh, great to talk to you, man. We miss you, but we're excited for you. Uh, take some BYU Sports Nation karma to keep rocking and rolling in training camp, man. I appreciate it, y'all. Thank you. You got it, guys. Jamal Williams in his first exhibition for the Packers one week from today, Green Bay against the Philadelphia Eagles. How excited is the fan base for Jamal Williams? I think we're all just so stoked that he's in a great position. He's one of the most likable, adored BYU athletes ever. Well, you know why. Listen to that interview. His personality is as good as he is as a running back, and that's saying a lot, right? He's in this great position. He's in Green Bay. This is a winning team. He's got a chance to play a lot behind Ty Montgomery. He's doing well. Taysom Hill's there. Colby Pearson's hanging on trying to make that team. 
This is, this is a fun setup. Those three BYU guys in Green Bay. So thanks to Jamal for joining us today. It was fun to, fun to catch up. And, yeah, I am hoping we get on his website, the two vanilla, <laughs> vanilla guys. He's, what did he tell, tell us that, like a year ago, a year and a half ago? Yes, middle-aged vanilla man. Now it's just become my vanilla man. Yeah. My vanilla we, brethren. We've matured to that. <laughs> or, you know. Jamal Williams doing work in the NFL preseason one week from today, Green Bay against Philadelphia. We wish him the best. Again, that was on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Now, let's get back to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. It's about Brigham Young University football on this show right now, and we want to know who will lead BYU in quarterback sacks in 2017. Our question based off of the national attention that defensive lineman Sione Takitaki is getting and the fact that he said he wants 10-plus sacks this season after sitting out a year. Who's going to lead the team? At Marish Hamblin says 23, or Marish Hamblin 23, rather, says Takitaki because he's hungry. Look at what Jay Swag Daddy did after sitting out a year. Hashtag posting for my husband. There you go. Yeah, th- maybe there's something to that. A talented guy sat out for whatever reason. And then he comes back, and he puts in work in the offseason. He's that much hungrier. I mean, sometimes the, these guys show up, and they don't do anything. But Taki Taki seems like a guy who's going to have an immediate impact for BYU. Like, I won't be shocked if he has a sack or two against Portland State, and then if he becomes familiar with LSU quarterback Danny Antling. For the record, I think that was Maris Hamblin. So Mar- if it's Maris or Mary. I, I thought it was I, Marish. I, Marish. Amblin. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard in Twitter. It's yes. one big line. Twitter right? handles are sometimes confusing. If we butcher it, it's okay. You got on TV and radio. At <laughs> Kristen1258. Butch Pau. Why? He loves to smile. I don't know that smiling, the, the smiling immediately to correlates sack ratio, with sacks. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. We'll have to dig into that with our analytics team of none. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll look into that. <laughs> We're seeing some responses for Fred Warner and Corbin Kafusi. That's the thing. A lot of different guys yeah. have people's attention on this BYU defense. I'm not sure it even matters who it is. I just want a lot. Like, I don't, I don't care who leads. Use the hashtag BYUS and tell us who's going to lead the Cougars in quarterback sacks. What about the best wide receivers that BYU will defend this season? Jerem has a new 10-10, and 10, but first, one-on-one with the smiling linebacker, Butch Powell. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Just spoke with Jamal Williams live from Green Bay. Just another epic interview in Jay Swag Daddy's BYU Sports Nation arsenal. He's the best. Jamal, that's, that's right. He really is the best, says Ty Detmer. Facebook Live tomorrow night. Book it in your Franklin Planner. 8.15 Eastern time from practice. Players and coaches, our recap tomorrow night, Friday night, date night at the SAB, the Student Athlete Building. Come party with us on the Facebook Live. Really cool to connect. Sports page. Yeah, really cool to connect with people all over the world. Yesterday during our 30-minute Facebook Live at Media Day, we had people tweeting in and contacting us on Facebook from Germany, from Uganda, from Poland. Like, it was crazy how much excitement there is about BYU football. Maybe it's not that crazy. We should get used to it's this. It's not right? that crazy. We should if get you, used to if this. If you watch BYU 50 and you see the, we the know, passion, but yeah, we're reminded of just how 
far-reaching the fan base is. Like, there's probably someone in Antarctica as well. By the way, we How's will be the involved. Wi-Fi in Antarctica, by the way? We will be involved in BYU 50. Oh, on Saturday. In the Utah yeah. drop. That's yeah. all I can tell so you. Heads, heads up on that. That's all I can tell you. BYU 50. And David Almodova was the one that put that out there. So <laughs> I know it's safe Can't to wait. say that. No, it's safe. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Practice number seven today. As I mentioned, BYU Photo Day. A lot of fun. Did not disappoint. If you missed any of that coverage, Facebook Live. Head coach Kalani Satake spoke with the media and understandably likes the consistent energy his team is putting into practice thus far. The guys are very aggressive and they're physical. Uh, especially the line of scrimmage. So I was really happy with that and, and um, having to tell your guys to slow it down and not hit so much. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing for a coach to do, you know. So uh, I was really pleased with the with the, the aggressive that they practiced in yesterday being in full pads. Including the wide receivers and their aggression. Quarterback Tanner Mangum enjoying his time developing chemistry with guys that Ty Detmer said will soon become household names. Listen to this. These guys are athletes. These guys are ballers. And um, they're, they're stepping up and making plays already. So it's, uh, it's exciting, you know, for them to step up, take on a bigger role. Some of these guys, you know, played a little bit last year, but now they're going to be playing a lot this year. So it's exciting for them. And, uh, you know, I'm not too worried about it. I'm, I'm feeling really, really excited about what's, uh, what's coming for us. A name to watch, Neil Pau. That's right. The hermano of one Butch Pau. Ben Cahoon told me yesterday he's having a fantastic camp, and he is one of the big physical receivers, which is kind of the outlier in this group. Jamal Williams continues to impress Packers training camp as he takes some first-team reps. Offensive coordinator Edgar Bennett said Williams has earned the spot because he's a capable and a willing pass protector. He also praised Williams, saying he's clearly ahead of the other rookie running backs in both knowing his assignment and physically blocking. And his continued proficiency as a blocker should guarantee he'll be first in line for reps behind starter Ty Montgomery. So Jamal Williams crushing it. I want to draft Jamal Williams on my NFL fantasy football team. As I, like, I would wait a couple rounds. Oh yeah, yes. no, it won't. Yeah. I, but I like if he's your number one guy. That's a little much. Like that. It's interesting that because of what Green Bay does, he could be a guy that could be a sneaky point scorer in fantasy football. I love it. Love the physicality. Speaking of the NFL, yesterday, day six of Patriots training camp, according to NESN, the biggest takeaway from the Patriots was the use of the two rookies, one of which is Harvey Longy, who played a hybrid role throughout practice. Head coach Bill Belichick and the Patriots continue to experiment with Harvey, an undrafted free agent. And he's got a fantastic beard, by the way. Yeah, baby. That post-BYU beard. Legit. And BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo has been reappointed to the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament Committee for the 2017-18 season. Last night, Homo, the athletic director, was on Behind the Mic, the inaugural show on BYU Radio with Greg Ruel, and had this to say about the state of BYU athletics. Right now, Independence, WCC, it's working for us. Um, Are there bigger things on the horizon? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's always nice to hear the athletic director say there are bigger things what on are the they? horizon. <laughs> Tell me! <laughs> Yesterday, Jerem had the unique privilege of giving dating advice to some very wonderful young people. What a blessing in my life. In the meantime, I went to photo day and had an opportunity to go one-on-one with the smiling linebacker, Butch Powell. Very insightful. One of my favorite interviews on the team. Who's his favorite teammate to hit, and why does he smile so much when he watches defenders manhandle teammates on the offensive side of the ball? One-on-one, BYU football training camp, all access with Butch Poe. 
Butch, essentially three weeks away from game number one. When I say that, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Excitement. We're definitely excited, especially with the kind of uh, energy and enthusiasm we're bringing to the practice field. We're def- you see that as a team, we're excited to play Portland State. I saw Francis Bernard, I think, push down Bentley Hanshaw with one hand on the sideline and just sheer raw like strength, and, uh-huh. and then you just kind of laughed at him. Like, how much do you laugh at what your teammate linebackers do? You know, I, I think I laugh at everything, especially when our defense succeeds against our offense because our offense likes to talk a lot and we talk a lot too. I mean, it just brings a lot of fun to the, to the field and to the game. And so the competitiveness that you're seeing this year has definitely risen a lot. And so that's the hope is that we can continue to compete. And if we do that, you'll see a lot more smiles. What's that dynamic like when you're going after each other, play after play, practice after practice? Because it seems like when practice is over, then the one-team dynamic sets back in. But uh during practice, it's very much not that way. Oh, yeah, it's definitely offense versus defense. I mean, even before, right when we're out on the field stretching and getting ready, you see Tooney and Tijon talking, but then you hear Francis, me, and uh, Fred all going at it. And so we're all just trying to make sure that we compete at a high level. Tijon was the one that reminded us of, of that. In uh, 2015, right before, I believe it was in our Nebraska game, he came up and spoke to us, and he said that one of the things that he hates is losing, and one of the things that he loves is to compete. And so he reminded um, the leaders of that this year is that he wants to see the same thing, is he wants to see everyone compete at the level that he competes at. And, man, that's an all-American guy. And so if we can compete at the same level, then we're going to be a good team. You and Francis Bernard and Fred Warner are household names when it comes to BYU linebackers. But what about the guys behind you? Who have you noticed behind you that's pushing you to be better in camp yeah. right now? Uh, one of the guys that has been pushing me a ton is Kuja. Kuja Taposoa. He's been flying around to the ball. He has a knack for the ball. And that's something you didn't see very much last year just because he was struggling to figure out the defense. But now that he has it figured out, Kuja is everywhere. And so it's, it's fun to have him coach me at times and then me coach him just because we're good friends and we're good brothers. And so that's the hope is for us to be able to be coachable and teach each other so we can get better as a defense. How much do you pay attention to those guys that are immediately behind you and, and their technique and, and coach them specifically? A ton. Um, coach Sitake and Coach Suyaki and Coach Kafusi, each of those guys remind us, Fred, Francis, and I, that <clears throat> these guys need to focus on their fundamentals. If they don't focus on their fundamentals now, three or four years now, when they're starting or playing or leading this team, our defense won't be as good as they need to be. And so if we can just take care of those things now, then we'll be okay. And you're seeing that with Will Cedric, who is a newcomer, um, Christian Falau, another newcomer who transferred, Garrett England, each of those guys are focusing on those little fundamentals that Coach Kafusi is teaching them. And you see that once they change it, they're, they're flying around to the ball and getting to the, position that, to the spot on the field that they need to be so that they can make plays. How much better do you know the intricacies of the defense from last year now to this year? A lot, a lot. That was one of the main concerns for Francis, Fred, and I was to worry about the details and the scheme, especially the scheme to know exactly where everyone is at so that we can take advantage. If our offense lines up in a certain formation, we know that, okay, our safeties are going to bump over one way so we can do certain things to be able to play faster to where we can make the play. And so you're seeing that with each of us, each of us understand the scheme perfectly to where we can make plays at all times. And talk, we're doing a good job. Who talks the most trash among the linebackers? Between Francis and Fred, but usually those the talk that they have is between them and Tijon. So we'll see. Why is Tijon the instigator of all you know, of this? It's Tijon. He's an All-American. He loves to play and he loves to compete, and I think that's just his game. And so if he can do it, then that's going to get us better, then we got to take it and give it back because we know that it's going to get him better.
Where do you feel like this team as a whole has improved the most from day one of training camp to now almost practice number six? Okay. Um, in regards to speaking for our defense, I feel like we've focused and have improved a lot in understanding the scheme and our fundamentals. During spring ball, our coaches, they have that a little sticker on the board where one of the goals was focus on the fundamentals and master the scheme. And so that was the number one goal is to focus on our fundamentals. And so you saw during spring and summer, each of the guys were out there right after our workouts, going out there, going on the ladders, working on the shuffling, working on their feet so that they can play faster in games. And so I think it's only day six of fall camp. We still have a long ways to go. I think we'll get better if we just continue to do that. What is it like to try and defend against Tanner Mangum now that he's had a full year under Ty Detmer and he's trying to learn the schemes? I don't like it. It's not fun. Tanner does a lot of things that you don't see very many quarterbacks do. He, in, in regards to him and Shaka, and there's just so many things that you think, oh, okay, I'm going to run and break and I'm going to get the ball. But Tanner will just look you off and then come back and there's a, another receiver right behind you. And so you see Tanner taking full of advantage of what he has learned from all the camps that he's been at and putting in the work that Coach Demmer and him have been doing together. And so that's not only making our offense better, but making us as a defense better because we're going against one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Who's your favorite player to tackle on the offensive side of the ball? Oh, I'd have to say my brother. It's a brother rivalry. And so I haven't been able to tackle him yet, but if he gets the ball across the middle, he definitely knows that tough love is going to come his way. (laughs) Yeah, define tough love. Um, We'll just say tough love, yeah. You're going to laugh at him? I will, always. That's my brother, always and forever. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Okay, uh, I, I have to talk about your fiance Kalani Purcell, who's tearing it up with the New Zealand Tall Ferns, the, right. na- the national team. Uh, what's communication like with her while you're busy with fall camp and, and she's playing with her national basketball team? It, it's been tough. She was in Taiwan, then in China, and then in India. And so she just got back to Australia to where it was just weird how everything was changing. I mean, sometimes she was 12 hours ahead and sometimes she was 18 hours ahead. Sometimes right when I was um, going into practice, she was falling asleep. And so it's just weird. It was weird how everything was working out. But I'm just glad she's doing well out there. She had a double-double in one of her games, which means a lot if you're playing against the best players in the world. And so I'm just hoping that she can continue to do that. And the defensive line... Coming into camp, they received the most questions because they're really young. And Elisa Tuiaki says he feels like he played 10 different guys right there. What have you seen from the linebacker position as far as progress goes from the defensive line? What you've seen is Kesney, Tausinga, Hansom Tanielu, Sione, and Corbin Kafus, and Shredjim Pili have all done a good job of teaching the younger guys. Each of those guys under, understands the scheme of the defense, and so each of those guys are in the correct gap at the right time. And so that allows us as linebackers to play free. What a lot of people think is, yeah, we lost Saitautu. Yeah, we lost Harvey Longy. Yeah, we lost Travis Tuiloma. Yeah, we lost some key guys. But these guys were in playing at least 50, 60, 70% of the games. And so they understand what they need to do. They understand what offense is doing, what their tendencies are. And so these guys are doing a great job of taking advantage of it and teaching our younger guys that so that they can get ahead of the game too. I know you've become somewhat close with Big Mo Longy. Everybody loves Mo. Yeah. Uh, we saw the defense erupt when he batted down a pass, and he did so in a two, coming up from a two-point stance, yeah. no less, which made it even more impressive. Uh, what have you seen from his progression? He's come a long way. He's definitely come a long way. He was struggling at the very beginning because the first day he came, our strength and conditioning staff knew who had him push a 45-pound plate 100 yards across the field and back, and he had to do that for 10 days straight. And so he was struggling at the time, and you saw him just come, and 
he didn't say a word. He didn't complain. He just said, man, this sucks, but let's get to work. And so you see him in the weight room. He benches 365 like it's 225, and he'll do that 10 times, and then he'll get up and he'll just start smiling. And so it's, it's really good to see that he's having fun with what he's doing. And so we understand that, yeah, he's, it's only his sixth day um, ever playing football, but I think with time you're going to see a great player come, come, to, come out and play. How's your health? I'm 100%. I'm 100%. Yeah, no worries. We like to hear that. Yeah, so do I. So is my mom and dad. So we're okay. <laughs> Share some tough love with your brother. I will. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Butch. Thanks, Spence. Hey, watch out, Neil. The tough love is coming from your brother, Butch, if you run across the middle. He, last year, we were not talking about Butch Poe at all. So now he's a household name. I think we'll have the same thing with some of the D linemen, some of the receivers. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, we'll start learning those names collectively in just over three weeks. Countdown to the Viking. 23 days. We're get, oh, we are so close. We're getting so close. It's amazing. It, it feels fake almost. No, it's real. We've waited. We've earned this. We, you, us, everyone, we've earned this. Let's who, go. Who are the best wide receivers BYU secondary will defend this season? Anyone from Portland State, Jerem? No. His 10 and 10 next. This is BYU Sports Nation. No Vikings up in here? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Fantastic show thus far today. Watch our daily rebroadcast if you miss any of it. Weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And if you missed After Further Review with the guys Tuesday night, 7 Eastern time, they broke down the 1996 Classic against Texas A&M, a game in which I wore maroon. Next Tuesday, they'll be breaking down the 1983 Holiday Bowl against Missouri. A big-time win and big-time play at the end of the game by Steve Young. Check it out. Tuesday nights, 7 Eastern. Yeah, Steve Young ran for a touchdown, caught a touchdown, and threw a touchdown in that game. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. It's time to go back to the power of 10. 10 and 10, wide receivers edition with Jerem Jordan. Let's go. 10 lists in 10 weeks. It's Jerem, 10 and 10. These are the top 10 receivers BYU will face in 2017. Number 10, Jameer Jordan, Fresno State. Wait, what a, who? What a great name. Is this me? Three 100-yard games last season, 45 catches, 713 yards, only two TDs, but the Bulldogs struggled. But Jordan was a bright spot for the team. Plus, he's like, me or my half-brother? I'm not sure. He's got a new coach, and I like him, Jeff Tedford. That's right. Number 9, Devontae Boyd, UNLV. Rebels. Second most yards per game among returning receivers on the schedule. 75 yards a game, 16.6 a catch. Broke his arm in the 10th game, but led his team in yards in spite of that. We going to Vegas. Number eight, Quay Johnson, East Carolina. He stood in the shadows of Zay Jones, but it's Johnson's time to shine. Gone are the 158 catches and 1,700 yards of Zay Jones. Somebody has to catch all those passes, right? Johnson had 58 for 563 last year. Sneaky East Coast trip. Number seven, Raylan Singleton, Utah. Third in the Pac-12 in yards per reception at 17, a pop. Only 39 yards per game, but when he caught the ball, it was downfield. I didn't think about him one time over the summer until you just brought it up. Number six, DJ Shark, LSU. Fourth in the SEC, 18 yards per catch. LSU only threw for 12 touchdown passes. Even BYU thinks that's bad. Shark caught three of those, including an 80-yarder. He'll be used in jet sweeps in Matt Canada's new offense. He had 122 yards rushing last year. LSU has a pass game? Look out. 
I don't know about that. Number five, Keyshawn Johnson, Fresno State. Who? Throw him the dang ball! <laughs> 66 catches, 773 yards, six TDs, and no relation that we know of to USC's Keyshawn Johnson. Wait, Fresno State has two in the top ten? Look at that. Number four, Jimmy Williams, East Carolina. This guy sounds like a stud receiver and either a future Jacksonville Jaguar or a sausage maker. <laughs> Williams had 818 yards and eight TDs, and those were second to Zay Jones at ECU. That guy was amazing. Jones, that is. Number three, Donald Gray, Mississippi State. Fifth in the SEC in yards per catch. One of only 14 guys in the SEC with at least 700 yards receiving. With the boss, Fred Ross, gone. Donald Gray is the guy in Stark Vegas. I'm so glad Fred Ross is not playing against BYU. Yeah. Number two, Jazz Peavy, Wisconsin. He led Wisconsin in receiving yards, yards per catch, and TDs. And what if I told you that this guy had more rushing yards than Squally Canada wait, wait, last year? Rushing yards? Rushing. 318. Fourth leading rusher. He's a threat with the ball in his hands. Nearly a 1,000-yard total offensive guy. Where does Wisconsin find these guys year in and year out? Oh, they're like just in the lakes. And number one, the top receiver BYU will face in 2017, Cedric Wilson. Look at those glasses! He's the only 1,000-yard receiver returning who will play against BYU. He averages 20 yards a catch. He had 11 TDs. Somehow he was honorable mention in huh? the first team. Huh? All Mountain West, he's a baller, a super deep threat. Four catches for 68 yards and a touchdown against BYU. And those are the top 10 receivers BYU will face in 2017. He low-key looks a little bit like Jordan Leslie. No, he totally does. Right? With Adam Hine's glasses on. <laughs> he is Absolutely. Jordan Leslie with Adam Hine's yeah. glasses so on. Those are the guys. Hey, East Carolina representing with a couple of guys in they there. They were even with the departure of the first round draft pick Zay Jones. Yeah, they were three and nine, but they could chuck it, man. East Carolina could chuck it. I think they'll be even better this year. Three and nine? They were bad last year. Yeah, I don't think that will change. East Carolina will throw the ball a lot. Yeah. And it's in a sneaky place, like uh, you yeah. talked about. Yeah, in the sneaky road after trip Mississippi State. For BYU. After they go to Starkville, they gotta go all the way across the country again to East Carolina. Back to the Twitter question after this. Who will lead BYU football in sacks in 2017-plus? Did Jacob Brugman extend his hit streak to five games in the major leagues and CrossFit games, Jerem? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Jamal Williams, who joined us live from Green Bay, and Butch Powell, one-on-one BYU football training camp, all access. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes. You can also enjoy that on Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, running back Ula Tolutau and Oakland A's outfielder Jacob Brugman. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU football training camp practice number seven today. Yesterday was BYU photo day. Kalani Sataki said he likes the aggression from practice so far. Quarterback Tanner Mangum said the wide receivers are stepping up, making plays, and taking on bigger roles. Cougars in the NFL. Jay Swag Daddy, Jamal Williams, impressing Packers training camp as he continues to earn first-team reps. Offensive coordinator Edgar Bennett said Jamal Williams is clearly ahead of the other rookie running backs in both knowing his assignment and physically blocking, and his continued proficiency as a blocker should guarantee he'll be in line for reps behind the starter, Ty Montgomery. And yesterday was day six of Patriots training camp. According to Nesson, the biggest takeaway was the use of two rookies, one of which is Harvey Longy, former Cougar. Longy's playing a hybrid role throughout practice as Bill Belichick and the Patriots continue to experiment with the undrafted free agent. Men's basketball. Thanks, that's how, Bill. That's how he was. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo has been reappointed, and it feels so good. 
to the NCAA March Madness Committee for the 2017-2018 season. He's a veteran now. Cougars in the CFL, eh? Cody Hoffman and the Toronto Argonaut. No, no, he was the, he's with the Red, Ottawa Red Ottawa Red Blacks. Red Blacks. Yes. They play tonight, I think, or tomorrow, or this week sometime. I don't actually know because that was the wrong game. Cougars in the major <laughs> leagues. Jacob Brugman went 0 for 1, ending his four-game hit streak in oh. a 6-1 to win for the A's over the San Francisco Giants. But, hey, we're going to talk to Bruggy tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Cougars in the minors. Hopefully he gets a hit today, so he's in a better mood. Brendan Lund, 1 for 5 in an Inland Empire 66ers loss to Zach Bayrudi's Stockton Ports. Taylor Cole pitched one and two-third innings, two-thirds innings, scoreless innings, I should say. Struck out three in a Buffalo Bisons victory over the Scranton Wilkes Bar Rail Riders. What? Scranton? He's yet to give the up office? an earned run this season for any of his three minor league teams over 12 and two-thirds innings. Does Jim play for that team? Colton Mahoney pitched five innings, allowed three earned runs, struck out five in a Greensboro Grasshoppers lost to the Lakewood Blue Claws. Baseball. Daniel Schneeman had a double, and Caton Kringlin had two singles for the St. Cloud Rocks in a 3-2 win last night. D.C. Clausen had a single for the Santa Barbara Foresters in a 6-2 win in order to secure a spot in the quarterfinals of the NBC World Series. What is that? Tomorrow night. Golf. Three BYU golfers competing in the Utah Women's State Amateur. Annie Yang, Kendra Dalton, and Anna Kennedy have all advanced to the quarterfinals. Nicely done, ladies. They will tee off later today. Gymnastics. And former BYU gymnast Alethea Boone is competing in the CrossFit Games today. How about that? Cougars in the association. I covered it all. I'm just tired watching that stuff for 10 minutes. Good grief. Jennifer Hampson signed a contract with the Indiana Fever for the rest of the 2017 season. That She's baby. been productive. She's getting some run. Averaging four points, three rebounds in her WNBA career. She had 12 points and five rebounds in her last performance for the Fever. It's good to see her stick because she fell out of the league. She's back. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Oh, Jerem? Jay Swag Danny. It was yeah. great to catch up with him from Green Bay today. Can't wait for that Vanilla Men t-shirt to show up in his. Yeah, that's going to sell like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> Who will lead BYU football in sacks in 2017? Our elite tweet of the day. From at SABYU fan. Mo Long. What? Come on. What? Come on. Lots of sacks from in and out Taco Bell chicken yeah! and J Dogs. Oh, that is elite. That was fantastic. Well done. Well done. We're Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Noah Parks. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.